0: fall very quickly for people. And I'm the type of girl where I kind of fixate on one person and one person only. And I'm like a one hit wonder type gal where, you know, I see one guy, I'm locking my eyes on him. Like there's no one else. I get super passionate, like very invested emotionally, very quickly. And for me also, like just to be transparent, it's like, if I, you know, have sex with someone that's like a very big deal to me. And I like, you know, I'm not like a virgin or anything, but I just feel like sex is so intimate. It's like, so energy. There's so many things that go on when you have sex with someone where it's not just like bada bing, bada boom. It's like, I think it's like an exchange of energy. Like it's very just, it's sacred. And I think for me, like as a female, I just get so emotionally attached Um, But thankfully, like I have had therapy. I've done a lot of stuff that has helped me feel more independent rather than codependent in a relationship.
1: So do you ever envy those so-called hashtag couples goals?
2: Well, you know, when you first fall in love with someone, you get butterflies every time you see them.
1: You lust them.
2: You're infatuated with them.
1: You want to be with them all the time, like best friends.
2: Do you want that to last forever?
1: Together, let's discover what it takes to say a massive yes to all the above. Through our topical discussions, our world-renowned guests that will help guide the way to a happier, sexier, and fun-loving relationship.
2: We're not doctors or therapists. We are just two normal individuals who have had many ups and downs in our 23-year relationship. And counting. We've amassed our own wisdom over the years, but we're still learning, just like you.
1: Nina and I believe you can have it all and still live your best lives, as long as you're willingly and consistently discover each other in new ways. And that right there is what the show is all about. We're Nina and Roger. And this is,
2: TV is TV The real
1: Show. Yeah, baby. Welcome back everybody. My name is Roger and I'm here with my beautiful wife Nina. Yes. And we are the Head Over Heels show. <laughs> we better be. <laughs> so, finally enjoying some beautiful weather.
2: Finally summer's here.
1: Spent our first day laying down on a deck as a family, getting our tan on. And I'll tell you though, it was it was beautiful, but you stepped into the shade, especially in your bathing suit or bikini or whatever.
2: It's goddamn freezing.
1: And it went from like North Pole to Miami Beach in no time. Like it was just, the sun was hot as heck. Walk into the shade and it was cold.
2: Well, it was our first day. So, yes. you know, every every year we say this, first day is gorgeous, but it's painful at the same time. Because once you walk inside, you're fucking
1: frozen. <laughs> we opened up the hot tub. We played some Latin music to make it feel like we're in Miami. And uh, we were live and- on TikTok with a lot of you out there. Yeah, yeah. Live TikTok, that was fun. Lots of fun. Um, yeah, no, I we'll won't get into some mishaps that we had on our TikToks, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. If you guys want to see those, you gotta you gotta come and visit us on TikTok.
2: TikTok Live.
1: But I gotta say, we are on the cusp of ranking one of the top relationship podcasts in Canada, and we need your help. We need you to share, to tell people about it. And to get us more listeners so that we can rank in the top categories of a relationship podcast. And you know, help
2: a lot more people out there because, you know, from from your um, DMs and your ratings and your comments, we are apparently doing something really good because yeah. it's helping a lot of people out there.
1: It's helping us. It's helping us have it's a better relationship. So it's got to be helping you guys. I mean, geez.
2: But seriously, it's, our relationship was always good, mm-hmm. but it's gone extremely gooder gooder okay use that word. gooder extremely better since we did the we started this podcast yeah. i mean shit we learn so much about each other so much you, you think you know someone for 25 years you've been living with someone you think you know them but you really don't you don't know everything you yeah. know
1: yeah. And you, you, until until they start communicating with you and so you start talking um then you get to know what their qualms are because you sit there You know, you can be bitter your whole entire life. You could be, um, you know, bitchy about the way your life has turned out forever. Or you can communicate a little bit with your spouse and say, this is the way way I'm thinking. I want to change things or I want things to change for the better. And the next thing you know, those things start happening because... And, And
2: you avoid the breakup.
1: Yeah. People think like, I don't know how many arguments me and you get into. And in the end when we get to the bottom of it you'd be like oh i didn't realize you thought that way i always thought this or i say this you know something similar so we notice that the reason why we're fighting is not the real reason as to what is going on it's just our egos get in the way we our
2: damn stories that tell ourselves and
1: if i if i tell you something you get all defensive
2: because i'm creating these stories in my head
1: yeah so like right now so if you get defensive and you just replied something it's me just telling you that, listen, this this is all it is. But in your head, you're like, well, I got to do this. I got to do that. It's because of this, because of that. You don't need that. You just need to listen, let them get everything out. And if you have something you want to rebuttal at the end, you can, but why argue about something that the other person is just communicating?
2: Well, that's the thing. Most of the time we argue because we are not listening to what that person is actually saying, legit, Mm -hmm. like legit. And that's, If there was a little bit more listening in relationships, there won't be as much breakups. And, you know, speaking of breakups, that's exactly what the the episode is today. It's it's about, you know, how to avoid the breakups and how to be aware of who you are. And our our guest today is going to say exactly that and do that for us. And especially that, you know, I mean, she is so young. She's 26 years old. She is a two-time TEDx speaker. She has written four books, but... She's, she's really, really incredible for a 26 year old girl who has gone through a lot of this stuff. And she is here today to teach a lot of you youngsters out there. Um, you know, how to avoid the breakup and she has gone through her own breakup. So we'll have her on the show in a little while. But before we start the show, I wanted to go and re- read a review that we had recently about the podcast. And this five tower Reviews comes from now it's going to be funny because this person doesn't have a name. Usually on Apple, there's a name, but this here, it's like three words, four eyes, Lago. So if this is you, and I know you're one of my, our friends from TikTok, come on in TikTok and tell us who you are, because I want to be able to thank you in person. So your five-star review says, this podcast is hands down the best podcast I have listened to. It's an absolute game changer. Nina and Roger's energy is amazing. This podcast really helps you focus on how to have fun, which is really our goal in this relationship. I love it. You guys are the best. Love you both.
1: Absolutely. Happy face. Thank you so much for the reviews. We love them. We love them. And, it, and it, I don't know what it does for the rankings and stuff like that, but I'm sure it helps somehow. So you guys are helping us and we're helping you and everybody's being helped. I love well, it. apparently
2: the Apple sees these reviews and all these shares and then they rank you according to that and rank you according to your reviews and how well you're doing on the podcast. So the more you send us reviews, the more we're, you know, it's going to be better for the show. We'll <laughs> rank a lot more and then more people will, will be able to got, get the opportunity to listen to it. It'll be shown to a lot more people.
1: So thank you very much for all the reviews, all the, uh, what do you call it? The five star, four star, three star, whatever ratings you give us. We thank you for all of them. We enjoy having them. So like we said, we're going to talk a little bit about breakups. And the reason why I want to talk about breakups, I see a few people on TikTok or on Instagram brought that up. Well, we should talk a little bit about breakups. And Nina and I were thinking, shit, we, we haven't broken up with anybody in 25 years. <laughs> so <laughs> we know? didn't have
2: anything to say about yeah. it. Yeah, so it's like, what really?
1: do you do? What do you do? But um, we had a couple of our friends go through some breakups. And I remember sitting down talking to one of them as she described what she was going through. She was saying that you know, sometimes she feels like hurting herself and um, doesn't feel like she can go on. And I thought to myself, my goodness, do you not realize how insignificant this is gonna be in a year or six months? Like you're going through all kinds of pain and you're talking yourself into that pain over and over and over again, that you're doing this to yourself. And it was funny, we had, Dinner last night, and we were just we were close by this friend's house, so we said, "Why don't you come by and and join us?" So she came down, and I asked her, "How are you doing?" And she's like, "I'm so great," and I, I you know what, you were so right when you brought it up the last time that you said it would be so ign- insignificant. She goes, "I thought I was so in love. I thought that this, you know, without this person, my life wouldn't, wouldn't be able to." My long. life was
2: over, she said.
1: And then now she's like, A "Few months down the got, road, she's yeah. got." You know, a couple friends she's talking to, guy friends, and she's being treated like a queen, and then, and then and she's like, you know what? <laughs> it is so ignis- insignificant.
2: Yeah. She's totally over the breakup, but that's, that's exactly why we wanted to have this conversation today, yeah. because a lot of you young people out there
1: that are struggling with all these breakups. You put yourself through hell. Yeah. You put yourself through hell by telling yourself that you weren't good enough, or you weren't this, or, uh, you know, There's he, something wrong with he or you. she didn't love you. Yeah, man. Forget about it. It was just not the situation. It wasn't the time. It wasn't for anything. It wasn't yeah. meant for Nobody you. Nobody was ready, so move on, find somebody else that's going to treat you like a queen or a king and
2: which is perfect because today we have Megan yeah. Gallagher on the show who is exactly that. Who has gone through the breakup, who's gone through so many things in her life at 26 years old. Mm-hmm. She... Well, that's when you feel the
1: pain. That's right. That's you know in your 20s is when you when you start dating people for Possibly lifetime. Like you don't do it in high school. You don't sit there and think, "Oh, I'm going to be with this guy for the rest of my life." Well, some, I mean, maybe some people do. It,
2: some people do in high school, yeah.
1: But the odds are, it's not going to happen. So once you get into your twenties and thirties, that's when you you start getting the real love and the real, you know, building your future kind of together situations. And then yeah. when those things end, you're like, "Oh my God, I have no more future." Fuck that! You have lots of future. Lots of it. Create it. So.
2: So without further ado, with everybody,
1: <laughs> you. please welcome
2: Megan Gallagher to Head Over Heels show. Yeah, baby. Well, Megan, we are so excited to have you on our show. Why don't you start by telling us who you are and what you do? Just a little context for our, our listeners.
0: Yes. So hi, everyone. Thank hi. you for having me on Head Over Heels. So excited to be here. So my name is Megan Gallagher. I'm 26 years old. I live in beautiful Miami Beach, Florida, and I am a two-time TEDx speaker, four-time best-selling author, on-camera TV host, mental health advocate, and blogger. Um, For the past eight years, I've been an entrepreneur, a female business owner. I absolutely love what I do. I'm so passionate about storytelling, helping other people and really, you know, living my best quality of life, whether it's through fitness, nutrition, um, mental health stuff, meditation, self-care. I always love to try things and then blog about it, write about it and really help my followers just enhance their life. Um, but yeah, I'm so excited to be here. I love that. Well, you're gorgeous. Um, And I see that you must have done a lot
2: of inner work. And I love the fact that you're here because I want our listeners, we want our listeners to, we want to keep pushing on inner work because we talk about relationships, but relationships do not work unless that individual is doing inner work from inside of them first to work on themselves. Then they can work with their partners to have a great, loving, fun relationship. So it's perfect that you're here because I would love for you to, Talk a little bit about the mental health and everything else. But I do want you to talk about the reason why you really are here. Well, actually, let
1: me me get into that. (laughs) I I said it earlier when we we just uh, introduced ourselves. We were on TikTok and we had, we're on live and we asked, what should we talk about on some of our episodes? Give us some topics. Because it's hard to come up with topics all the time, right?
0: right? So
1: like two or three people said, can you touch on how to get over a breakup? We both look at each other. Like, Shit, we haven't broken up in 25 years.
2: Like, oh, I don't, we don't know. I don't know about that. We don't know how that feels. So we need someone.
1: And then, like a day or two later, we get putunk a message. I'm interested in being on your show to talk about breakups. I'm like,
0: perfect. It's, <laughs> so it's like it fell into your lap. Like the universe totally, probably put that idea in my mind to go on Instagram. You know, think of like breakup advice or something that I was needing in my own life. And then boom, here we go. Dude, it
2: works. It works. This stuff works so well. I tell people that manifest everything you want in your life and yes. watch it falls into your lap. Like legit. We were just yes. talking about how the heck are we going to do this? We don't know anything about breakup. We need someone to come on the show and talk about it. And all of a sudden, oh. I don't email from you. And it's just yes. incredible. So that's why you're here. Yeah, we want to
1: talk to well, us. The universe you. is that strong. I, we've been wanting to move to Miami for a while. We should have made in the universe. We interviewed you in person.
0: I know (laughs) (laughs) another like so crazy, like just common thing. It's like, I live in Miami right now and it's so beautiful outside the, the weather I could literally, it feels like summertime every day. And it's so nice because you always want to be outside. It's so motivating and warm and sunny. And like everyone here is just, Happy like I love Florida.
2: I love Florida go. too. I love we used to go to Florida before the pandemic six, seven times a year with our family. And I'm putting it out there for universe because our second interview with you is gonna be in person right. in
0: Florida. Let's do it. You guys can come to my apartment or we can go somewhere else, like, like and- our house in Florida. Even better. Let's do yeah. it. I'm so excited. <laughs> All right. Without
2: further ado, I want you to tell us everything about your breakup and everything that you've gone through. Oh my gosh.
1: Okay. That are struggling with either a breakup, a divorce or just separation in general.
0: So, I mean, it's like, where do I even begin? Okay. So I, my recent breakup um, I mean it like, I feel like it came out of left field. I wasn't expecting it. So we're in, you know, like almost April now, like March 30th. I'm going to like back it up to, I would say like October, late September or early October of last year. So I had just moved to Miami in August from Nashville and I was brand new, you know, like just barely meeting a few people, like just whatever, dipping my toes in the water. In um, this, you know... It was really, really crazy. Like this, um, you know, like a co working place where you go to like co working and like you can have a little desk and stuff. Cause I work from home a lot. So I was like, you know, going to this co working place and just meeting people. And it was really, really fun. And then I um, met this one of those cafes that have like chairs and tables. Yes, exactly. So I went to one of those, cause I think that's a great way to meet people. And I met this guy and he, you know, right off the bat, like we just had that chemistry, you know, just like total, just the physical attraction, like flirty instantly. And to me as like a Scorpio, like that's something that I, yeah, I love, like, I love just when it is so natural, that flirty, it's just there. Um, so, you know, like, weeks go by and we're just still talking, getting to know each other. And then, um, he asked me out for coffee. And so I'm like, okay, cool. So like we get to know each other and it's like, I love this too, where, you know, it's like 30 minutes turns into three hours. You feel like you've known each other. It's so natural. feels so meant to be like the universe just boom, brought you two together. Um, and then, so I would say from that point on, you know, like we would hang out, we'd go to the movies, like we would go on walks and stuff. And it was really, really awesome. And then, you know, like we reached a point in the relationship where because of the past and what I've been through with other guys, I know that for me personally, I can't do friends with benefits. Like it just doesn't work. I'm either single or in a committed relationship. I just, my personality I, that will not, that will drive me crazy. I get, I get jealous so quick. I'm very like, not possessive, but it's like, if I'm dating you, you're only with me. Like, I know I'm really like that. And so, you know, before, um, we like got intimate, we, I had a conversation with him. I initiated it and I was like, Hey, so obviously we're really attracted to each other. Like, you know, bada bing, bada boom. And so, I'm like what's your deal? Like are you talking to other girls? Like we need to be on the same page. And I mean, he was kind of like, "No, you know, I'm fully single." Like he's like, "I also believe that friends with benefits, you know, it doesn't work. People, it just one person gets hurt and stuff." And I'm like, "Okay, cool. We're on the same page." So, uh, you know, like the birds and bees, whatever, blah 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 fast forward. <laughs> and, um, you know, so we like, it's just, it went really quickly. Like we, you know, did the thing and then I met his family like a few weeks after that. And this is all within like eight weeks of Ooh, wow, meeting, yeah, quick. Yeah, meeting him and then to work like whatever. But so I met his family and they were super nice. And like Things looked really good, you know. Like they all knew who I was, and I was like, "What? the fuck? I was like, really? Like I was just shocked because I had like it was very quick, and so, so he uh, met his family first. He didn't meet your yes. family. No, he never met my family because all my family's in California, and we're in Florida, so it's pretty far. And so, you know, we're just getting to know each other. Met his family, and then things are still going really well. And then, which this part sucks, but it's like. I just knew after I met his family, we hung out like one other time, like after that. And I just knew as a female, as a Scorpio, like something energetically, it fell off. I like, I knew it. It's that weird, like Between you and him or are you and his family. No, no, no. Between me and him, like there just was something different. Like he just wasn't as interested. Like I could just tell it's a female intuition. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I know this feeling and it sucks. It feels like, You know, you're driving and you get rear ended, you're like, oh, that like horrible stomach drop. But I knew it. I just knew something was off. And I'm like, you know, I don't want to be that annoying person that's like pestering and like, what's going on? Why don't you like me? But I just kind of acknowledged it. And then, you know, we just like went on a walk at sunset. And it just, oh, I remember that like it was yesterday. So, I like knew something weird was just coming. Like I had this feeling I'm like, dang it. It's just, this is going to end. Like I knew it. And I didn't know, you know, things were going great. I didn't know. So he like looked at me and was like, you know, like I really do like you. And I was like, and then just, I don't know why this came out of me, but I'm like, okay. Um, Before you say anything, I was like, I'm looking for something really serious. And I was like, I don't know what's going on. Why you're kind of pulling away and acting a little distant and weird because what we have between us, you know, it is special. Like it is cool. Right. We play So well, you know, like we're into each other, all these things like are aligning. And he's like, you know, basically blah, blah, blah. He's like, I just right now, like with my job, he's like, I'm so busy and I just can't like string you along and like pretend to you that I have enough time for a, like a real relationship. And I like, fought back tears so hard and I just was like really dude like what the I'm like I met your family like what are you doing and so but how did you guys manage to have that time together
2: this past eight weeks or two months whatever you're with and all of a sudden did he get
0: another job did he get a second job like what's the situation did he change no I mean like his job from what he told me it's like you know those jobs where it's like super high stress, like a stockbroker or something where it's like their hours are weird and they're just like, it's very, I don't know. Like there's certain jobs, I think where you're like a doctor, surgeon, stockbroker, and that's not an excuse, but it's like, I don't, his job, like what he told me without saying too much on camera, like the way he explained it was just like, it's so stressful on him that he, you know, doesn't have time to give to a girl in that sense. Right. And so I was like fighting back tears and I'm like, okay, you know, I respect your opinion that like shatters my soul on so many levels, but, and that was, you know, like Christmas ish time. So I like, it's been a long time. It's been like almost five months since I've seen him or talked to him, but like, that was hard because the chemistry and like, just that it was like, so magnetic, like that, just, we got each other the whatever. And it's like, I was not expecting that. Cause I'm like, oh, you know, you meet the family, like you're good to go. Like, yeah. you know, I've never oh, had that guy, it. like my dating experience. I've never met a, like, I don't know. I've met guys like family before, but I don't know. It just felt different. And so I'm in a happier place. But oh no, if I told you like in January, I was a mess. I was crying, like calling my mom across the country. My girlfriends were like guiding me through it because I was devastated. But why?
2: And I- Let me ask you that question because this is what a lot of our audience are asking us about and we don't know how to answer it. Why were you so devastated and crying when you knew you didn't do anything wrong? You know, is it because you're really in love with this guy and you don't want to leave him, or yeah, like what is? Why are you so stressed out or devastated over this breakup when it's this short relationship?
0: What was it? (laughs) I liked him so much. I was so head over, literally head over heels for him, and I'm not exaggerating. But I know for me personally, like I will say because it's true. Like as a Scorpio, it's like I think I just I fall very quickly for people, and I'm the type of girl where. I kind of fixate on one person and one person only. And I'm like a one hit wonder type gal where, you know, I see one guy. I'm locking my eyes on him. Like there's no one else. I get super passionate, like very invested emotionally, very quickly. And for me also like, just to be transparent, it's like, if I, you know, have sex with someone that's like a very big deal to me. And I like, you know, I'm not like a virgin or anything, but I just, feel like sex is so intimate. It's like, so energy. there's so many things that go on when you have sex with someone where it's not just like bada bing, bada boom. It's like, I think it's like an exchange of energy. Like it's very just, it's sacred. And I think for me, like as a female, I just get so emotionally attached. Um, but thankfully, like I have had therapy. I've done a lot of stuff that has helped me feel more independent rather than codependent in a relationship. Like, you know, oh, if they don't text me back, I'm not going to have, you know, like a meltdown for five hours. Like I've learned a lot, but yeah, I feel like to be honest, it just, it was hard because, you know, moving to a brand new city, I'm on my own. And the first guy that I meet, you know, you're like, oh my gosh, they're my savior. They're my friends. perfect soulmate. I fell so hard for him. And that's just what I do. I fall so hard for like guys in general, I become not obsessed, but just very like drawn. And so, yeah, I think that's just why, like, he was very honest and he like, he's a wonderful guy, but I think it was just, yeah. you know, like meeting someone's family, like my mind is like, Oh my God! He's gonna put a ring on it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, you gonna ask me this weekend. <laughs>
0: I know. I'm like, uh, am I ready? Should we go ring shopping? Like, and yeah. then oh, boom, we get to No, sorry, we're gonna break up. I know. Yeah, but you know, it's like I really. I mean, if you would have told me this right when it happened, I would have like slapped you in the face. But now it's been time. I've healed, like not as emotionally charged, and I really just think, you know. Things happen for a reason. Like you know, I just have to tell myself that to give myself peace of mind, so I don't go crazy over like, I wonder what he's doing. I wonder if he's single still. Like you know, that's not good for me to think those things. So,
2: well, what was one thing that you did that you believe got you
0: out of that rut?
2: Okay, to to get over oh. that, go no, no motion because a lot of that's what I said. A lot of our our. Audience are asking us those questions. What do I do? I just broke my heart's broken. I can't. Some of them are up. divorces,
1: like many yeah. years. In the and you know, that's yeah, you, know, you, you sit there and you invest a few months and you sit there and say, oh, I wasted my time. Imagine doing that for 10 years, you know. Like
0: that's that's the thing, is like I can't even imagine because that was only eight weeks. You know, it feels like if you rip off the band-aid, it stings a little, but you'll be okay. But yeah. like, I can't even imagine being married for like five or ten years years and you have children involved in money and houses and assets. It's like, I would say, okay, the number one thing that I recommend that got me through that was just honestly acknowledging what I was feeling. Like I would say bottom line, it's a form of grief. You know, it's like similar to when you lose a loved one, it's a relationship is over. And so I would say honestly, allow yourself to cry. Like, you know, do not stuff it all down and feel guilty or shameful and just try to suck it up. No. Like when you feel the tears coming up because, you know, you hear a certain song or you are walking by a place that reminds you of them, like, honestly, allow yourself to cry, allow yourself to feel the feelings and, you know, have people to talk to. Like my mom is so good at giving advice. She has been my entire life and she's pretty like, we're similar, but she's just like very grounding for me. She's always just like, uh, super smart. She's like, Megan, you will get through this. You're okay. Like just so like wise and just comforting for me. Um, and also
1: being going through it, she's, you know, double your age. So she went through everything that you went through. She was probably the same boat as you were when you were, she was your age.
0: She's like, Megan, I know how you feel, but she, she told me this which really helped. She was like, Megan, just know this feeling like that sad, just like nostalgia, like, oh my God, I can't live without them. She's like, it will not last forever. I promise you, like you are only going to become stronger. And just like, she, she always asks, you know, like, what did you learn from it? Because like, she just feels like when you, you when you, when you go through something, it's like you know the best thing you can do is be grateful for the experience you know be mature respect yourself and just number 3 it's like what did you learn from it so you can grow and then when another guy comes around you know it's like you know how can i do better or maybe there are things that i need to work on or maybe you know like i can trust my gut feeling like we all have things that's the beauty of life, right? It's like we're always a work in progress. There, no one has their shit fully, fully, fully. Like, oh no, I'm good to go. All the no, it's like we're no, always never. That's
2: the well, beauty the day of you life. die. You literally have to be in a work in progress because, yeah. like, when it comes to like breakups stuff like that, it's like think of it as a as a business venture or something. You gotta fail, fail, fail till you succeed. Yes, and that's not your person. You're going to break up, which is a failure, which is a lesson, which is you have to go back and say, what did I learn from this? Okay, let me think of that. Why was I so attached to that eight weeks? And then you got to look at, okay, what's my attachment style? What happened to me when I was a child? And why am I the way I am today? And that's what I want to talk to you about, yeah. the inner work. What was the inner work that you did to make you realize, okay, I really did get attached to this person for a very
0: short period of time. Why? Why yeah. did, where did
1: this come from? It doesn't necessarily be, have to be about this this breakup. It could be other breakups. Here right. Oh, did.
0: no. Yeah. I agree so much. And the, when you said attachment styles, I got so excited because I am the queen, yeah, of like therapy, mental health, attachment styles. Like I'm so hyper self-aware of like my own flaws and weaknesses and what I could work on, which I think is good. Like I'm very, you know, aware of like, okay, so... Yeah. You know, it's like everyone is different and my attachment style I've learned is secure. Like thankfully I had a really good childhood and my parents have been married for 32 years and they're really happy. I feel very lucky. Like they're just a healthy couple. Like they talk things out. They communicate all the time. They're pretty opposite. They balance each other out. And you they think just... did us? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you did Uh, like, you know, they're just, they're wonderful humans. And like, I just feel lucky because I think as a female having a really good, strong father figure, it kind of is like an anchor and it really helps you, you know, when you're dating and navigating becoming an adult, it's like, it just gives you this person to look up to of like, Oh, this is what a guy, how a guy should treat a girl. And this is what I look for in a man. And it's like I always told my dad that growing up, like, I want to date a guy just like you. And I'm like, does that sound weird? He's like, no, I understand what you mean. Like you want a guy that is respectable, that is hardworking, you know, communicates and walks the walk and shows up for you. And um so yeah, I feel like I've learned my attachment style and like I've just learned a lot about myself and just really, you know, use it. I I will also say, I think during a breakup, like besides acknowledging your feelings and having a good support system and, you know, really just allowing yourself to like grieve, it's like, just really like use that time to focus on yourself. Like, you know, I mean, it's, it's a good thing to reflect on, you know, like what, maybe what you could have done better or like just thinking about that. But it's also, I think, so important to like exercise and eat healthy and make smart choices. And I just, to me, that's like what I did. Like I got in really good shape and like I put all of my anger, frustration and sadness into fitness. Like I would just go on runs. And when I felt like crying and just like getting so mad, I just would go on runs for like you that. know an, an hour, two hours just to literally put my energy into something productive. So I recommend that, but I also, you know, it's like, it's okay if you just want to like cry and sit on the, like it's your, totally okay. House, cry. It,
2: you know, you have yeah. to, yeah, whatever, yeah. whatever the pain that you're going through, you have to grieve it, but you have to also understand that It's like, okay, how, how long am I going to grieve for? You got to know who exactly. you are by you yeah. running exercising. Like I'm an advocate for exercise. I tell it's a cure for everything. It everything is. in the world you look yeah. out all your pain is going to go away all your worries going to go away even if it's a short period of time it's going to give you that window to clear your mind and to say okay where does this come from why am I feeling the way I'm feeling yes. how can yeah. I fix it that's what exercise does in everything that yeah. we do in life
1: and I think people can yeah. lose that like you said like you're 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 going through your your pain and all that stuff, and you're like, okay, well, I want to get rid of that frustration. I want to get rid of it somehow. So you go and for a run, and and people can use that. They can, you know, you go jog, go go for a run, or or yeah. the gym, or even
2: take a ball and throw it against the wall for a few times, and just moving. You know, just get your mind moving.
1: Yeah. Or even if it's something like take up art or something to get your mind yeah. out of feeling sorry for yourself. Essentially, you're just gonna go out there and just put to, put that energy into something else. Where after you're done, you feel so much better, you know?
0: Yes, I agree. It's like, to me, exercise, the things I tell myself is as long as, you know, like whether it's one day you want to go running another day, you want to go walking still forward momentum. You're still moving forward. So be proud of yourself, whether, you know, you have a group of girlfriends that you can go walking every Sunday with it's like, just keep going. And yeah, the thing I love about exercise is like, for me, I love running. And when I go on my runs, that's like my time to just clear my mind and literally forget about everything for. 45, an hour, you know, hour and a half and just breathe. And I literally love that feeling. I can just focus on my breath and just look at the view and kind of decompress. And then when you're done, you know, you just, you feel more confident, you feel better. And then it's like, to me, when I do that in my mornings, it's like, I'm only going to want to make more positive choices, like eating a healthy meal, you know, doing all these things. Cause I just want to feel, keep on feeling better and better and better. And then I want to all of a sudden I'm like, Oh wait, you know, I want to think better too. Cause thoughts create feelings. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, Oh, let's think positive thoughts. You know, like I am doing amazing. Like I'm proud of myself. Like my hair looks cute today. Like whatever it is, just keep on doing those things. And I promise you it will add up. Like, however you can just make yourself feel good, boost your self-esteem, do a workout. Um, sister, and- I love you so much. And I think you're
2: right on the ball because not, not only you're a Scorpio like me, you're doing exactly what the fuck I say, and you appreciate everything I, I preach because so I think when you wake up in the morning, you exercise, you're giving your body that breath. Breath is yeah. positive, oxygen yeah. is positive, all yeah. those hormones are positive. We, yeah. We're actually legit depositing positivity into your muscles, yeah. into your, 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 your air, your brain, into your body. So once you do that, it's hard to put a negative shit in
0: there. You know what I mean? It's really yeah. hard you just, you just don't like, you don't want to put negative shit in there. Cause you're like, wait, you know, I just pushed myself and worked really hard to run, you know, three miles. So I'm like, wait, I don't know. To me, like the more I practice self-love and self-care, I feel like my confidence goes up. My self-respect goes up. And then I'm like, and then I am just all of a sudden like, yeah, you know, I don't really want to hang out with people that are negative. I don't want to think negative things. I don't really want to watch negative stuff on TV. It's like all of a sudden I'm like. I, you know, I'm so protective in a good way, but I'm so like, I value myself so much yeah, more. Cause I'm yeah. like, yeah, I'm like, I love myself enough to not do X, Y, Z anymore. So. You
1: know, and you know what, I, I, one of the questions I was going to ask you, like I had it in my head was, yeah. you know, like I said, a lot of our audience have been long-term relationships. Um, yeah. And then after a breakup like that, they'll, they'll come out feeling extremely sorry about for themselves uh, yeah. Make themselves the victim of you know <clears throat> what happened, but i like the question has been has been answered by everything we've said. I mean, you, like you said, give yourself the permission to cry, and then yes. start making yeah. yourself feel better by doing things yeah. that, that boosts yeah. you up, so that yeah. you know, you'd be like as if you're as if the person is sitting your your ex is sitting right there. You'd be like, what can I do to make him look at me like, oh man, I shouldn't have left him. You know what I mean?
0: Boom! The best revenge is just looking good as shit. Really good. Yeah. And then you know, you never know if they're creeping on your social media, and they're like, "Shit, i may fuck." And then that's I'm like, "Boom!" And
2: don't don't burn bridges, <laughs> because you're young. You never know. You that that person that you broke up with might still be your soulmate. You just don't know. You just weren't ready. For might fun. come back at a different time. You don't know any of that was gonna happen. Like we've been together twenty five years. I picked him up at a club, and I'm. I said, "You're mine, and you're not going to be anybody else's." Oh my! Mind- you know how many, we broke up at one point as well for about a month. We had yeah. so many ups and downs between both of us. We were so in doubt so many times in our relationship. Are yeah. we? Are we cut off for this relationship? Are we going to be able to do this long term? Are we going to yeah. raise great humans through what we're going through? We had to talk this to our minds. To teach yeah. other to ourselves
1: yeah. all the time, and because of the breakup, I don't, you know, you you never know what the reason is. You know, it could be yeah. you know there's a lot of reasons somebody cheating or somebody this somebody that, but sometimes it's just you know growing apart or whatever it is. Yeah, you look at yourself and say, okay, well, my next relationship instead of making that person um, right. wrong because your ex cheated, yeah, what you can do to make things better that that person doesn't have to go cheat or. You know, uh, making the relationship that much happier as opposed to negative. I find people get together with somebody after they've been through some sort of trauma with an ex. Yeah, they'll they'll put that into the new relationship. They'll compare, or they'll put it in there. Oh you know, yeah. Like, well, oh god. I mean, so I, I can't trust you whatsoever.
0: No, you can't do that. You need more therapy. I think you need to work on yourself more because. To me, nothing is more unattractive. It's such a turnoff when people bring past baggage into new relationships. It's like you like, I'm sorry, but like you have to heal. You have to do the inner work. It is painful. It's not easy, but I promise like it's just you say I feel like every time whether it's exercise therapy, you know, doing meditations, just being self-aware, reflecting, taking time by yourself. Am I happy? Am I proud of myself? Self-inquiry. Every time you do that, it's like you say yes to your future self. It's like you level up, you say yes to that person and you just, you know, you don't negotiate what your morals and what you really want in a relationship. It's called like, you know, I write down a list now that I'm single Of, you know, my five, I call it my five non-negotiables, meaning, you know, no matter how hot the guy is, no matter what, what, what he does for a job, my five things that I will never negotiate that are like, you know, I have to have them. Like he has to, you know, be kind or whatever it is. I suggest if you're single and watching this you know, make a list of like your five or three or 10, you know, non-negotiable qualities. What like are
1: ex- examples of non-negotiable? doesn't have to be yours, but somebody's. Oh yeah,
0: so non-negotiable, I mean, like let's say you, non-negotiable is like, you would never date, and you could focus on what you don't want or what you do want. So you would never date a smoker. You know, you would never date a guy who's uh like, I don't know who, I don't know, like who has brown hair or sometimes, you know, whatever you're non-negotiable or what you do want, which is, you know, you want a guy that's tall, um, that has a big family that has the same religious views as you that, you know, makes more money than you. I don't know. You do whatever makes you feel good, but I highly suggest if you are single, Use that time to really just get specific about what you do want in a partner. And I will say there is a difference between, you know, what you do want versus what you really need, because, you know, like I know for me, I, you know, I need a guy that can push me and motivate me. But, you know, the part of me that wants, it's like, you know, I still want a guy that uh, just, you know, is like a bad boy or whatever, but that's not what I need. What I need is like a solid, grounded, good quality guy who can motivate me, call me out on my own stuff. Because in the past, like I'm really honest, like in the past, there is a common denominator, all the guys that I have dated Um, whether it's serious or not, like, you know, a lot of them have similar qualities that I know through therapy that I subconsciously was attracted to. Maybe some of them aren't the best, but now that I know better, I'm way more aware of like, okay, yeah. So we're going to go for guys that treat you really great. You know, they text you back. They're good at communication um and you know they pursue you like they chase after you and you know you don't want to I don't know so I have just learned (laughs) (laughs) I Um, love that I really love what you just said there
2: because now I have an answer for those people that are constantly asking me a question how do I deal with a breakup what I'm going to say is and even thinking back after having this conversation with you I thought back to my relationship before Roger right the gentleman I was with and he was very controlling. I couldn't wear shit that I wanted to wear at the clubs. I couldn't go out to restaurants. I like, you going to wear that? I realized after I broke up with him, there are some things that were non-negotiable for me, which yes. was control. Respect was number one. I, got a, I had to be respected at all times. Yeah. Regardless what I did, what I didn't do, I wanted yeah. my man to always respect me. Two was control. I wanted a man that would never, ever, ever, under, under, under any circumstances, control me or tell me what to do. Okay, And that comes from from my attachment styles from my when I was a kid, how yeah. my dad treated my mom. So I wanted him. And I didn't know that through my, my breakup with George. And I always said I wanted a bad boy, bad boy. I got yeah. the greatest boy ever. He's nothing to do with a bad boy, but uh, he is my perfection. You know, he's yeah. the person for me. What do you mean uh, I got nothing to do with a bad boy? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you're a little smart, but that's the start of the point. So you write down after you break up what, yeah. was, what you loved about the relationship, what yeah. you hated about the relationship. What yeah. were non-negotiables, what you yeah. could live with. So that would be one thing I would say to someone that just broke up. It's okay, what did you get from that relationship that you loved, what you yeah. hated? So when you look for the next guy or a girl, yeah. you look for those qualities in that person. You know, yeah. and it's that's like what you're
0: all, doing. Exactly. All you can do in life is just, you know either you get better or you get bitter. And I want to be on the get better train. It's like, how can I improve? How can I level up? And yeah, you know, maybe it's not always pretty to look at the pros and the cons of, you know, what went right. What could have, maybe I could have done better, but it's like, think of it, you know, with like a business cap on like, okay. So if I'm, you know, the CEO and I'm, you know, or like people write reviews on Yelp, you know, it's like, that company really takes those seriously, right? It's like, how can they do better? It's their right. customer service, right? Like they want to know how they can improve on, you know, like the the lighting and the ambiance and the service and the, uh, the quality and custom, all those things. I feel like we should take it kind of similarly, you know, like how can we as a person really improve, you know, kind of like call our own selves out on our shit because we all have blind spots, right? We all have mm. stuff that, you know, maybe we like are negative self-talkers or maybe we are whatever things that we're not aware of because we've been single for so long or because no one else has called us out on something. But it's like, you know, I, I don't know, like one other thing too, I do want to mention for anyone listening, cause this is what changed my mind when I was in the really sucky part of a breakup to me. It's like, you know, you're climbing Mount Everest, right? There's like base camp and you look up and you're like, Oh wow, that's a lot of work it's like, you're just going and going, you're going. And then when you get to the top, you're like, wow, look at the view. I did all that. Like I can breathe and move on. But one thing that helped me, um, is cause you know, right after, right after a breakup, like, I feel like you're in such a vulnerable space emotionally, like you're so raw and something that helped me, um, that I found on YouTube was, you know, being aware of what was going on in my mind, because we all have uh, beliefs and stories, and those are things that we tell ourselves. So, an example, you know, a belief would be maybe after a breakup, I would say, you know, oh, I'll never find love again. You know, there, will, there's never gonna be a guy that is good as him, or I will never, you know, feel happy again. Not, we not good have enough
1: to, for anybody, here. you know, yeah.
0: Exactly, we have to realize all of those things. You know, I'm not pretty, or he didn't like me because I was not a blonde. Like whatever it is, all the negative self talk that is true but those are also beliefs and beliefs are not real facts are real so be aware if you are going through a breakup right now what is going on in your mind because beliefs are typically they can be positive you know like oh i'm a great person i i'm always good to people that's amazing but be aware of the negative beliefs because those are often the things that make us feel really shitty you know like I'll never find love again. Do you think that's really true? No, it's not. That's a belief, but a fact, what is a fact? A fact is like listing a real thing, a fact. Okay, well, you know, I did recently go through a breakup and it's okay to feel sad, but I'm sure, you know, I will find another partner soon. That's a fact, you know? So be aware of what is going on. I think that's really helpful. That's great.
2: No, that's a great point.
0: Great point. We all have a listing... We all have beliefs, you know, whether it's stuff from childhood, like some person made one comment and that stuck with you for years. And then all of a sudden you're like, you know, maybe someone commented on your body in a swimsuit. And then now you're an adult and you find yourself still not wanting to wear, like, just be aware. And I feel like for me, writing it down on paper, like a brain dump, you know, taking everything out before I go to bed or in the morning I literally will make a column of like beliefs and then facts. Like, what are my beliefs right now? You know, it's just basically things that are, yeah, either positive or negative, but they're not really true. Like, you know, of course I'll find, you know, a great guy again, of course, you know, whatever. So I think just be aware of what is going on up here, because it is a fact scientifically proven that your thoughts, Create feelings, which is what causes that, you know, after a breakup, what do you feel typically? A uh, heartache, sadness, you feel heaviness in your chest, you feel nostalgia, you know, melancholy, like you would do anything to see that person. You feel that like yeah. awful, like you're on a roller coaster, that drop in your stomach. Well, then you know, those thoughts, those feelings are created by what's going on up here. So it's important to remember: yes, breakups are super fucking hard. And I am so sorry if you're going through one, I am so there with you. Like you hang in there, but also remember that you have, you can take your power back a little bit, you know, really like journal, go seek therapy. Like do not make yourself suffer so much. Like you find a support group, you know, reach out to family and friends, like go out, go see people. Um, but yeah, that's a really big one that changed my life is like, I found this YouTube video where a lady literally broke down like the difference between beliefs versus like actual facts. So it's really helpful.
2: That's a great point. I hope everyone listening can take that in and, and realize it. And, and just the fact that you touch so much on self-awareness is what I love because everything begins with our self-awareness because we as adults yeah. are made when we were little. Something has happened to us at the age of between two to five that us who we are as adults. So yeah. a lot of us don't know that because we're not we're not aware of it. We don't sit there with our own thoughts, with our own feelings, say, yeah. what the fuck happened to me? Why am I, who am I? Why can't I handle the stress that the, I just broke up with a guy for eight weeks and I can't handle it? What has yeah. happened to me? I'm a strong, yeah. Scorpio, smart woman. Why yeah. am I crying over this? And then you go back and you say, oh, there it is. I knew this happened. This is my attachment, style. This is what I've been doing. You know, look, that's self-awareness. And I love, love, love that you touched on that so much because it's the answer to everything. And And we're exercising.
1: And and we (laughs) both do real estate. Okay? So real estate has been crazy for many, many years. Yeah. Uh, You know, we get clients that go out and put offers on properties and, you know, multiple offers and lose and go home and cry and be so, so discouraged that they didn't get that house. But I've never had somebody, finally, when they win a, win a house, I've never had somebody say, you know, this house isn't as good as the other one. They love that home right. so much more, even though they were so upset to the point where they said, screw it, I'm not looking for houses anymore. I'm done. I'm going to stay in my rental. It's it, it's same. It's different, but it's the same. Like you're, you're, you think that it's never going to get better, but it what happens? It just gets better.
2: Well, just as example, our first house that we almost bought 20 years yeah. ago, we, I was barring my asses. He almost beat the, the agent that didn't sell it to us. He legit almost beat him yeah, up because we yeah. wanted the house so bad. It was our dream home. We yeah. did not get it. However, yeah. two months later, we have this home that we've been living in for the past 10 years yeah. that we raised our family in that we love more oh. than anything.
1: Yeah. And go if to I was the other house, I would probably been sold already and, and moved on to something else.
0: Because we hated the, the area. That was it. Yeah. Exactly. But, with it. But you see, it's like, I, I sometimes also think that when we go through really hard things like You know, the death of a family member or a breakup, divorce, something super challenging that really challenges our brain. I think a lot of us, you know, we don't do this like, you know, consciously, or maybe we do, but it's like we often think we're the only person who has ever felt this way. Maybe not, you know, gone through it. I think we're aware enough to know that, oh, yeah, tons of people get divorces, tons of people, you know, lose their parent or a cousin and people die. That's a part of life. But it's like, I think it's often we literally assume that no one has ever felt, felt this way, felt felt this like catastrophic, the world's over. I can't breathe. I can't live without this person. So it's important to realize you, despite whatever you're feeling, you're not the only person that has ever felt that way. I promise. And also something else I want to add Cause I'm all about like all these ideas are popping in my brain right now, but it's like my old therapist, um, when I lived in Nashville, she helped me that time too, in Nashville. I was also dealing with kind of a little breakup thing. And she was like my guiding light. She gave me the best tips ever. Something she told me is, you know, after a breakup, a lot of, right. Our beliefs are like, you know, oh, they're probably like, my ex is probably, you know, going to live a happy life and get married. And then I'm going to, you know, be single and never find love. Right. We all have those thoughts of, you know, oh, I'm sure they're with a really hot person and blah, 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 whatever. So my therapist told me that that way of thinking it's actually has a real name. And she said, it's basically called you know like Rapunzel in the castle and then you know it's like she's just stuck there forever so my therapist would say like oh Megan do you really think that's possible like you know your ex is just going to go off riding in the sunset cuz he fell in love and then you're going to stay you know stuck in the castle alone forever it's like that's not true that's a part of your brain is just telling yourself that because you feel you know crappy or it's a defense mechanism whatever it is But she literally called it like the Rapunzel, you know, effect where it's like, sometimes, you know, yeah, during breakups, we often really, our mind is like, oh yeah, I'm just going to be probably alone forever and they'll find happy. But it's like, you have to like acknowledge those thoughts, but then you have to like call them out and be like, is that really real? Like, is that a real, real? There are people that are living in in the Rapunzel effect their whole
2: entire life. Because they don't let it go. It's, it's so, so sad.
0: sad. It's so sad. It makes you feel horrible cuz you're like, oh, it's it's a self-deprecating. It's terrible. You have it's to the moment you start feeling those thoughts, I literally will say sometimes out loud, I'm like, "Shut up." And I sound crazy, but I'm like, shut up, "Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. We're not we don't we're not doing that because those thoughts are self-deprecating. It's horrible. They make me feel crappy. And you have to challenge those thoughts. Like my therapist taught me, you know, when those thoughts come up of like Oh, you know, poor me. I'm gonna be alone forever. It's like be like, no, I'm not. I'll find happiness, too. You have to challenge those thoughts because those thoughts are horrible. You have to be like, yeah, but what if I find happiness too? And what if I get married and have a family too? Because then you'll notice the pit in your stomach, you know, gets a little less intense. And all of a sudden you feel a little bit better physically because your thoughts are getting more positive. So you have to remember, in a breakup, yes, it's hard, but also like help yourself. Okay. Feel better. Don't dig yourself deeper. Focus on like, you know, imagine you're in a trench in a hole, focus on digging yourself out, like in your mind, pull yourself out. You know, don't go too far down where all of a sudden you're like, yeah, you want to pull yourself up.
1: (laughs) Exactly, And, and, And a great way to do that is not by thinking so much that that guy or that girl is the prize. Make yourself the prize. He lost you, are
0: the, you are the prize. And also, you know, after a breakup, like, let's say, you know, it's it's been a year or two years since you've seen your ex or you don't follow them online or like, you know, you, you haven't seen them in person in a while. Yeah. It is so easy for our minds to focus on the fantasy, you know, oh, I'm sure they, you know, have a six pack now and they're dating the hottest. OK, but. You have to also challenge those thoughts too, because those thoughts are not going to make you feel good because you're going through a breakup. You have to look at those thoughts and you're like, yeah, but is that really accurate? Like, do you really think in a year's time your ex who treated you? Cause it's not just a highlight reel. Like, you know, you have to think thoughts that are actually, you know, helping you feel better because your ex is your ex for a reason. You know, they probably did some things that were not okay. So it's like, do you really think in five months or a year that all of a sudden, you know, they're this like chiseled freaking Abercrombie model who, no. If you you want to
1: prove that that's not true, go back uh, on Facebook and look (laughs) up your ex-boyfriends in high school or something.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, 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 no. Yeah, I know, I know. No, seriously <laughs> though. You have to challenge those thoughts. And like my right therapy, I forget what name she kind of said that, but it's basically, you know, it's like you have to like help yourself, you know. What I mean, so when you're when you're start, when your mind is going down, like, oh, I bet they found someone so much. No, they didn't. They probably didn't. The reality is who like, unless you fully know, like for a fact, remember, not beliefs. Not negative beliefs, but an actual fact. Mm -hmm. And also, I think, you know, it's really important of like just realizing for me, I'm 26 years old. Okay. So I started seeing a therapist when I was 14 years old. So that is six plus. Why? Why did you start seeing therapists at that time? So I did because my anxiety was really bad and I needed like help. But so that's 12 years. Okay. That's a long time this person that I've become, it didn't happen overnight. It took 12 years of seeing a therapist twice a week every, tw- for 12 years, you know, of crying, of not wanting to go, of forcing myself because I knew it would make me feel better. And 12 years. So when people like, I just, because I know there are people out there that have the same thoughts that I do where it's, you're like, oh my God, my ex is probably just living the best. No, no, no. You have to realize it, things take work to change. So, like you know, twelve years is not an overnight. PhD you
1: yourself right now. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. No. Seriously. Which
0: is, which is why you you are who you are, and who I, exactly. that's why you have twice. But, but yeah, like that took twelve years. So I just want to say this clearly: like you know, if you feel like in five months your ex is like Buddha now, uh, no, they're not. I mean, to really rewire your brain and do all of that inner healing and like. You know, child work, healing your, what your parents—that takes years. So just know that, keep that in mind. Mm-hmm. Like, Plus, you know, think yeah. about it
1: this way: Would you actually date Buddha? <laughs> uh,
0: I, I don't know. It's actually a good question. I mean, a part of me was like, yes, and then I'm like, uh, let me <laughs> back. To That's my husband for
1: you. <laughs> me, I mean, i see the little statue. I don't know if there's.
0: Well, you know, like just to remember that, like transformation, it takes years to unlearn a way of thinking. And of like, I just, I have to remind myself that it's like, you know, if let's say you dated someone who, uh you know, was super like mean to you, like they would make comments. They're like, oh, your dress looks this or like whatever. And then you're like, oh my God, this person's so mean. And then you broke up with them because they would say negative things. And then it's been six months and you're like, oh my gosh, I bet that they're probably, I'm sorry, but they're probably the same person in six months because those, why people do that stuff. It's a lot deeper than you think. It's like childhood hypnotherapy. So just remember that like that healing, it takes work, but you have to want to do that. So if there are people out there that, you know, don't want to improve and heal their stuff and whatever, kudos to you. But like, I'm on the train of like, betterment, self-improvement. Like, where can I... What are my blind spots? It's <laughs> so, amazing.
2: So, so tell us, being a 26-year-old, how did you get to TEDx twice and wrote all these amazing books? And what are they about? Talk to us a little bit about that before we, we end
0: our long conversation, which I don't want to end, by the way. I can talk with you guys for hours. I'm like... Me too. Me too. I know. This is my favorite thing ever. It's like, oh my God, give me a microphone. And I'm like okay, so I will say how I got two TEDx talks and you know all these amazing books and this success I just never gave up I never took no for an answer I've been rejected more times than you can count. I've been through the ringer with just you know like people saying ah oh, you're not tall enough or, eh, blah, 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 or blah, 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 blah. like modeling whatever blogging all that stuff but it's like I just stuck to what I believe in I listened to my intuition I never compare myself to other people I just, keep my blinders on. I stay focused on how I can improve and better my life. And I also am very spiritual and I really practice law of attraction, vision boards. I'm really picky about you know, who I allow into my life energetically. I only want positive people. I only want people, and this is a quote that I tell myself every day on the days when I, you know, want to just complain and I say create solutions, not excuses. And that is something that I learned from um my bosses at After Buzz TV, which is in LA, where I got my start for on camera hosting Maria Menunos, who's incredible. Um, she's been on E! News Entertainment Tonight and her husband, Kevin Undergaro, they're wonderful people. They truly, truly taught me that quote, create solutions, not excuses. And I could tattoo that on my forehead. Like I literally, I don't care if it's the friends in my life, the guy I'm dating, the whoever, I want to surround myself with people who are solution creators who are not people who are negative and create excuses. Like I'm all about glass half full, you know, the sky is beautiful. Like let's freaking go. And so I will say though, like, you know, how I got the TEDx talks and the books and everything. I, I remember in the beginning, the first TEDx talk that I gave, I was um, 18 years. No, I was 20 years old. So at 18, back it up two years, I had this idea that, you know, I knew I wanted to be a public speaker. So I left community college. I only did one year. I had a lot of guilt and shame about that, but I just knew deep down that my passion was sharing my story and helping people. And so I left college. I'm like, fuck this. I don't want to do it. I love being on stage. I want to be like a Tony Robbins. I, I love that stuff. So, I started at 18, right after I left college, I literally, you know, just started, I was like, I want to do a TEDx talk. That would be really cool to have on my resume, but I didn't know how to, I literally had no clue. So I just started, like, I just would Google, you know, TEDx, the website, and then I would just start emailing um, people who were organizing the event. You know, I would start just finding people on Facebook, messaging them, and then I did that for two years, every single day, I would just message people, message people. Sometimes people would say, you know, Oh Megan, thank you for applying. Unfortunately, you know, we have all the speakers that we need, or unfortunately, you know, it's just whatever, no response or no's for two years. I just kept on going though. I was like, I just kept on telling myself it will happen when it's meant to, it will happen when it's meant to. And another tip is like during those two years, once again, I got better. I didn't get bitter. I used that time to just speak at local YMCAs and boys and girls clubs to practice. Cause I really do believe in my like spirituality. I do believe that the universe is really like paying attention to the energy and all that stuff. So I, every time I spoke at a YMCA or to kids or something, I don't care if it was five kids, 10 kids or a hundred kids in my mind, I was pretending like I was on that TEDx stage every single time, like clockwork. So I really feel like I kind of manifested it. Like I just would literally feel how I would feel. I would imagine my parents in the audience. It's like, it may sound cheesy to some people, but I just don't give a shit. Cause to me, Manifestation, it works all the time. I do it all the time. Half the time I'm I feel like I'm not even on fucking earth. I'm like in a different cloud, just manifesting my whole entire life. But like, you know, I did that for two years and then finally it hit the mark of two years. And then, you know, of course, sometimes I would cry, call my mom, like whatever. I had my days. But then two years hit, and I finally got an email. And I remember it like it was yesterday where I was sitting, what I was wearing literally when I got that one the one time someone responded, Hey Megan, we would love to have you. I, I like dropped the ground and cried. Like you have no idea how long I've been waiting for that. And so I really think it's just, I stayed positive. I told myself, I'm like, Nope, you got this create solutions. You can do it. It will happen. I just kept on going. And my parents instilled that belief in me. Like you got this, it will happen. Don't worry. Don't worry. And then, so yeah, two years later, and then someone said, It's so crazy too. like, this makes me like get chills everywhere. But so basically, um, the, so, you know, during those two years I had been preparing, right. Like using the time to just get better as a speaker, I'm not going to sit and, you know, cry in my room and be like pity party, you know, poor me. No, no, no. That's not how I was raised. Like my parents are like, you want something go after it. Do not complain until you're 98 years old. And you can tell us that you have sent, like my parents are like drill sergeants in the best way possible, like they're on me, but it works for me. Um, but so you know, it's like I literally used that two years to just improve as a speaker, and then once that email came, it's so crazy, it was so planned out by the universe. It's so basically that guy said, Hey, Megan, you know, this is so and so with TEDx Temple City High School. Um, we got your application. He said, Long story short, one of our speakers, there's 12 speakers in a TEDx conference. He said one of them got, um, got like the flu and he's like, they got sick and he's like, they have to pull out, but would you want to take their spot? And I'm like, okay. I'm like, what are the odds? But he said, here's the catch speakers for a TEDx event, because it's so, you know, high profile, like you get you know, basically it's like Toastmasters where people help you become a really good speaker. Like you can't say, um, or like, or kinda like you have to, you're so proper. It's so, you, you know, there's no hesitation. There's no biting your fingernails, whatever. And so the, the guy said, like, he's like, so, you know, speakers get six months to prepare for their talk. He said, um, you would only have two weeks is that okay? And I'm like, I thought about it for 30 seconds. And then I realized in that moment, God universe had literally been with me the entire time. Cause I used those two years to get better. Marcus, yeah. <laughs> so I only had two weeks, which was, it was meant to be, I didn't need the six months cause I'd already given that gift to myself. So I said, fuck yeah, sign <laughs> sort of like swear. Fuck yeah. Sign me the fuck up. And then two weeks I, and then I nailed it though. I remember That TEDx talk, it was just like what I visualized. My parents were there in the audience and it was in front of 1500 people maybe. And I was so nervous. I was like, I blacked out. I don't even remember it, but I nailed it though. And it's because I took it so seriously. Like I, that experience, it has etched, it stayed with me. And I will never forget that of, I never gave up, but also I literally like wrote it on a piece of paper, put it on my wall, get better. Don't get bitter. Use this time to improve your life. Make lemonade out of lemons. Like you can do it. Just do not give up. And then the TEDx talk, it's cool because I got this certificate. Like I, you know, it was just the most beautiful event. Um, and then now sometimes I go on like YouTube and I'll watch it. It's from six years ago, but it's so crazy. I look like a baby, but I, you know, I will look at it and it's crazy because it has like, I think like 30,000 views. And I'm like, what the heck? So amazing. It's just cool though. Like that story, I tell it to people, like just never give up and just trust that everything is happening literally as it should. And if, you know, that quote helps you, like get better, don't get bitter. Like just that helps. Yeah. So if you break up, get better, don't be bitter with your ex. Seriously. don't. Yeah. Use it for a breakup. Like don't get bitter and don't get all like, you know, don't stalk them on Instagram for five hours. No, you know, put that away, go improve your life, go travel, go get out of your apartment, like organize your apartment, clean it, just sage and Palo Santo, get rid of their old clothing. Like don't block, I mean, don't block them, but you know, unfollow them, like focus on yourself, better your life, Surround yourself with positivity. Also allow yourself to feel the sadness, whatever. But um yeah. <laughs> well, it's it's so great.
2: Now tell us where can all of our listeners find you? Because I want them
0: to come and talk to you when they break up, not me and Roger. <laughs> I know it's it's funny because my mom, like um, she's really into spirituality. After the breakup, I got a session with like a psychic medium. And it's crazy because he said, and this is months ago, but he's like, I feel like this breakup is actually going to inspire you to talk about stuff. And I'm like, Oh, what the heck? Cause I feel like I'm an expert now, but okay. So if you want to follow me, I'm everywhere. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat, LinkedIn. Um, my name is Megan Gallagher. It's just M E G A N like Gallagher, like the show shameless, uh, G A L L A G H G R good old Irish last name. Um, but yeah, basically my handle is at Megan W my middle name, then Gallagher I'm everywhere. Follow me on Instagram. I answer my DMS. Um, and then my website, it's also www.meganwgallagher.com. You can contact me. I have links to all of my books. If you want to purchase them, my blogs, I write a blog every Sunday,
1: You told us you're going to be giving away your new book to one of our audiences, a signed copy too.
0: (laughs) Yes. I'm so excited to announce that I will be doing a giveaway with Head Over Heels show where I, Megan Gallagher, am going to be giving away not only a free copy of my latest book, But also, it's going to be signed. It is my new book, How to Thrive in the Virtual Classroom. It is a mental health journal for teenagers, students of all ages, whether you're in middle school, you're in high school, you're in college. This journal is a really powerful tool for you to take your power back. Because let's be real, the past two years have been a little crazy for us all and I am all about creating solutions, not excuses. So, this book is really a powerful way for you to express your feelings, have a healthy outlet, and to know that you are never alone with your struggles. Absolutely. Alone. And
1: just like what we talked about this whole thing the time was about breakups, this year is more, you know, self awareness, a little bit of self talk yep. that will help, I mean, your kids or um, you know, teenagers get through whatever it is they're yes. getting through because yeah. what they're experiencing now, they're going to, they're going to have, again, they're going to play in their life again in the future. Just yes. like, just like you do with your breakups. So
2: yes, absolutely, same yeah.
1: concept.
0: Yeah. So let's get that book in everybody's hands great Yay, sounds good uh my contact info if you want to have me speak at your school or events i have my agent's information if you want to contact them but okay. yeah i'm everywhere have, so i'll have all of that in this, our show notes and, and again
2: yeah no you're amazing you're great thank you so much for being with us I having you. i'm sure we can have you again hopefully in person I, yes. I
0: cannot wait you guys come to miami beach it'll be awesome